Hello and welcome to our podcast series created by us here at Broadsword called Be Listening. Today we are joined by Claire Purvis, Director of Strategic Communications at Siena, an American telecommunications networking equipment and software services supplier based in Maryland. Claire, welcome to the podcast. We're delighted you could join us today. Yes, thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Your experience of launching strategic communication and brand development for over 10 plus years is incredible. Could you tell us more about yourself, your experience, and what a communications role looks like within an organization? Okay, that's great. Yes, so um, you'll be picking up from now that I'm Scottish, but yet I work in America. So um, I moved to the States about four years ago with a, a previous employer, um, I have been in Scotland though all of my career. I started off in communications with Scottish widows, um, having done a degree in communications at Napier University in Edinburgh um, and worked my way through different sectors. And I think that as a communications professional, you need to be open to, to all sorts of opportunities. So financial services was where I cut my teeth and then moved mm-hmm. into global um, testing, material testing, and then um, large-scale engineering, and now I'm with telecommunications. So that's a, a real advantage to the communications roles um, that I've had. You know, comms is comms, I tell anybody. And, and for me, I, I took opportunities when they presented themselves and an opportunity presented itself to come to America, and I did. Um, however, things have moved on these days. You know, I've been in communications for quite a long time now, and my role has evolved over the years and changed and provided new challenge. Um, none more so, I would say, though, in the last couple of years when we've looked at new ways of working um, driven by the COVID um, p- um, pandemic. Yeah, um, I wanted to ask you with COVID, I feel that the workspace has changed a lot for everyone. Have you seen a dramatic increase in people wanting to stay working at home? And how does that affect communications? I think, and, and it's almost, a, a, I alluded to it in my intro really, you know, the world is full of change and, and opportunities to develop and grow. Um, and it's, you know, unavoidable to, to not do those things with the environment round about us. Um, I think um, the COVID and pandemic has forced that change. You know, really there was no option but to develop with that. and. And certainly in our work from home culture that we seem to have taken on, that's pretty exciting because we're able to um, blur the lines a little bit between um, our lives outside of work and our lives in work, inside of work. And and I think that as a communications professional, our challenge is there. You know, we no longer can do um, desk drops and um, pop along and pull people together in a huddle in the informal ways that perhaps we used to do. Um, and any of our events are now different to the way they were before. But if we look at it from a, um, a glass half full perspective, it gives us fresh challenge and means that we can't rest on our laurels. We need to understand that we're competing for employees, um, you know, attention between home and work. And we need to be sharper in what we communicate and when um, to ensure that we're successful. So I think in terms of people who want to work more from home, I think it should be welcomed. It used to be that it was an unusual thing, but now it's been forced into that change and, and really um, it helps us to, to, um, to make sure that we focus on that work-life balance more than we ever did before. And I find it quite healthy, but I know that there are some people who really tend to struggle with it. 
Yeah, I personally really like working at home. Um, but having that chance to go into the office is really important for me. Um, since we're all on our phones more and more these days, um, with instant access to our work, colleagues and family, has this change or advantage in technology helped in comms? And what have the challenges been? Well, it's a, it's an interesting point that you make, actually. You know, there is only so, there is only so many hours in the day, and now that we're at home, we're, we're more accessible to our families than perhaps we ever were before. Um, focus was easier for many when we were in an office environment because there was very much a, a line between home and work, and now there isn't. Um, and your phone provides you with everything from Facebook and Instagram and your mother um, calling whenever she wants to these days. Um, but also many people are receiving messages from work through their telephone. Um, so we need to help employees to, to manage that and um, to ensure that they don't become overwhelmed. So, you know, while we want to get their attention and we want to talk, 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 really that's not good for anybody. We need to understand that um, the, the lines of communication are not quite as clear as they were before. And if you think about it, a share of wallet, you know, we need to think about how we get the right share of wallet from our employees, um, exactly what we need to communicate and why and when, far more focus on that um, because their time um, is a little bit more pressed um, between home and life. So while we have new tools and we can use um, Teams and Zoom and um, all sorts of um, texting to people's mobile phones, we really have to be very careful that we don't overdo that and turn them off. Therefore, they've got too many messages, so they choose which ones to prioritise and that you're no longer at the top of that priority for those eight hours every day. Um, I heard somebody say the other day about the the um, chatting tools, you know, um, called Slack. And, and really, you know, the, these things are, they encourage people to slack off because they've got more, <laughs> they've got more opportunities to chat among colleagues. But I think that's a positive, but we have to be very careful that we don't fill our days with too much chat and not enough focus on the objectives that will help our businesses to be successful. Could you tell us more about the importance of clear communication of internal and external messaging? I, I think that we um, need to realise, and this has been a long time, I've, I've heard this for a long time, that employees sometimes feel that there is more more effort put into how we communicate to our customers and, and maybe not so much internally. I've never really signed up for that. I think that there's a lot of serious consideration given to our internal communications as well as our external. Um, however, our standards have to be as high internally as they are externally. We need to be aware that um, what we say to our customers needs to be grounded in how we behave internally as well as what our customers see externally so that it's important that um, we blur the lines, if you like, between what we say internally and what we say externally and that we are the same organisation um, if we are able to get our employees um, in a row, fully briefed, fully engaged, they will take much more positive messages to the market and to our customers. And, and these, these little actions will become big actions because it will help us to live and breathe our brand promise and achieve our objectives. So I think that we need to understand the importance of internal and external, particularly at this time. Um, and, and I've always felt that way that, you know, we really have a, 
a potentially captive audience internally and a, and a, a warm group of brand ambassadors. So to communicate with them effectively and take that forward to a customer is not to be understated. But don't overdo it. Don't tell big, long stories. Don't be too um, wishy-washy. You know, be clear. This is our situation. Here's the actions we're taking and the outcomes that we expect to get and we are getting. Be nice and crisp in your communications um, and make sure that these messages that you communicate internally are driving your employees to be better employees and to achieve your objectives. Don't misuse that time that you have with them um, and not to be constantly having your eye on the prize. Mm. On the internal side of things, how do you communicate on a personal level within a large organization? Do you think there is a desire for that personal connection? I think now that we are, particularly now that we are at home, um, you know, our leadership team is, is, is more challenged than they have been before. There's no wandering along the corridors that perhaps there were. There's no visibility, casual visibility that we might have been able to do before. And things feel like they have to be a little bit more formal um, in our in our intentions. However, during those communication sessions where we have leaders in front of our employees, we need to make sure that it's it's engaging, but it's fun. We need vulnerability in our leadership teams. You know, we are going through unprecedented times of challenge, you know, um, COVID and war. Um, that we thought we would never see these things again in in, in our lifetime. But um, in a business, it's super important to make sure that our leaders are leading um, in an authentic way um, and it's reflective of the yeah. times that we're in. You know, understand that somebody might be sitting in their house and their dog might be barking. And to be honest, in a leader, we all like to see if they've got dogs because that tells a little bit more about that person. So this authenticity and this vulnerability I think when it's genuine and, and um, effectively stated, really helps to bond the, uh, the organization together. Thank you for your thoughts. Um, since we are running out of time here, I have one final question for you. Whilst being in the industry for 10 plus years, do you have a top tip you could share for our listeners? Let me think about that. I think a top tip is to listen to the organization. Do not communicate just to have your voice heard. Understand um, the challenges in your business at the moment um, and understand your role in being able to help with that. Don't just deliver message after message and hope that something sticks. Um, really, we need to have um, champions and ambassadors out there in the organization. We need effective two-way communication. Listen to the people who are um, at the forefront of your business and help them to help you drive the business forward more effectively. Um, I, I picked up on something the other day that I thought that I would share today. You know, um, if you go alone, then you go slowly. If you want to go fast, then go together. Um, go forward as a team, but a team is only effective if you listen and have two-way communications. I love that. A special thank you to you, Claire, for sharing your experiences with us today and shedding some light on the communications industry and how it drives a company. 
If you'd like to see similar content to this, you can follow us on our socials at Broadsword Event House on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, and Broadsword Group on Twitter, or visit our website at wearebroadsword.com. Thank you for listening and hope to see you on the next one. Bye for now.